Vegas edition of the Loftus Party Podcast. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. Tons of stuff. Big show. We all, we're all watching the news. We're seeing what's going on. And when you think, oh, this can't get weirder. This can't get any worse. This can't take any, I've seen it all. Then more comes down the line. We got the Gimlet with us. And I think, and I think uh, Gimlet, I think you and I are on the same. It's, how, let me ask you this. How are you? How are you doing? Like seriously, like like emotionally, how are you doing? Oh, not good. It is so uh, frustrating. Yeah. Go ahead. Pax Americana is over. The events what? of the, la- the 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 kind of global peace with America as the sole superpower is over. It's done. For, yeah, for in, the time being, eight- I think it's taken a knee. In, in eight months, Joe Biden has made this country less safe and less secure than it has been in my entire lifetime. Yeah. And he's slowly making it less prosperous than it's been in my entire lifetime. So who whose president is he? Whose interests is he representing? Because it's not the interest of the American public. It's not the interest of American citizens. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. I did that video last week where it's like, like, is this what you voted for? Like, because we were talking about it on the podcast, too. I'm like, what part's going good? What part is going good for anybody, for anybody, even even the like the far left, like the progressives, I guess. I guess you got that huge uh, infrastructure bill that's uh, that's coming down the pike in in Congress, but like, what what policy can they point to to go? Oh, this is awesome! This is awesome! I used to worry about X, but then Joe Biden did Y, and so now I'm just happy, happy, happy. Like, it's it's all hot garbage, just just horrible. Well, I mean. The only thing he was getting good marks on was his COVID response. And if you look at the deaths as of today, since August 25th, daily deaths are higher than they were last August. Here's what I think. And this is just me. It seems it seems like you 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 get the vaccine, you get you get the other vaccine and you're still like actively carrying around a boatload of covid and you're 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 still spreading it but you think you're safe so it's almost like more insidious you know what i'm saying well i mean i'm reading these statistics and i'm reading oh look this person died of why are these people not being treated with the nih approved treatment monoclonal antibodies outpatient why are they even ending up in the hospital Our hospitals should not be full of people because if you take this outpatient, you don't go to the hospital 85% of the time. Yeah. Like, why is that not happening? But like, am I, am I far off the mark in saying that like the vaccinated people have like a heavier, like viral load? It, It doesn't, it seem like that's what's going on. Like they're they're vaccinated, they think they're safe, but they're just like dripping with the Rona and just running around and spreading it. You keep I keep seeing these stories where it's like I went to work, I had the double, I got vaxxed, I was double vaxxed, I went to work, 
got the Rona from my coworker who had the Rona, who was also double vaxxed. And it's just mm-hmm. like, so what is what is the upside other than I guess I guess they would say the upside is, oh, you still get the Rona, but chances are you won't die. But isn't that isn't that the same thing going into the regular Rona with like no vaccine? It's like we've added an extra step. It's like well, if you get we, if you get the Rona, there's a chance there's a very, very, very good chance you'll be OK. However, if you get the vaccine, there's a very good chance you'll be OK. I don't know how it's improved. Yeah. Well, so I'm. you see this going on. And then you have to watch somebody as stupid and awful as Bill de Blasio decide you have to stick this crap in your arm in order to go to a restaurant in New York. And not only do you have to stick this crap in your arm today, but then you get to get your second vax in like a month. And then five months after that, you get to get a third vax. Like what? on what planet in these United States of America does some idiot politician get to come between me and my doctor in deciding whether or not I want to sign up for this insanity? Yeah. Like the yeah, CDC and- is now saying five months. Oh, they're saying you'll need another one in five months? They're saying anybody who is five months from their last vaccine is eligible for boosters. So what does that tell you about what they know that happens after five months? I uh, I have I have no faith in these institutions. Like, well, I mean, who, no faith. Who is going to sign up for this, number one? It was vaccinating into the teeth of a pandemic that gave us the Delta variant. We've lost all diversity in the virus. So now everything's going to launch off Delta. So that's like the baseline now. Okay. Like if you keep doing this, you're, you run the risk of creating the monster virus. And what would that be? I don't, that's, we don't know. We don't know. That's the problem. Like, when you were originally doing the, what they do when they do that um, testing, it's the genome sequencing. Yeah. You would take samples from people, and they'd have 10 or 11 different kinds of COVID in their nose. All of a sudden, it's like 95% Delta when they do it. Well, at what point do we shift gears? At what point do we just admit that this path isn't working and we're going to do something else when 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 does that happen like like you're talking about de blasio going well you've got to have this and i'm demanding that and if you want to go in like people aren't going to do it people aren't going to do it It, it, and it just seems like here's another way the restaurants are going to get hurt and businesses are going to get hurt and they're going to be more dependent on the government to save them because seriously if it's just like another great excuse to stay home. If you're not vaccinated, you're like, oh, I'm not going to go out. I don't want to get the Rona. And they're like, oh, if you want to go out, you have to have a vaccine card. They're like, OK, you know what? Just deliver that shit. Just just bring it. I'll just I'll just call up Uber Eats. I don't need to go out. I'll cook it. Or home. I'll just have six people, six people over at my house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll have a cookout I mean, in the backyard. It's not even just that to me, but there was just a huge study out of Israel. and. 
I would say at this point, um, some of the Asian countries, Japan, Taiwan, collect excellent data as well and do mm-hmm. good data analysis about COVID. But Israel's definitely one of the better ones. Um, and when they initially did their COVID passport to reopen, right, they didn't require people who were recovered to get the vaccine. Right. To get a passport. Well, they had a population of roughly 700,000 people that had recovered and never gotten a vaccine. They just did a matched cohort study controlling for all the comorbidities, all the socioeconomic visits out of this huge healthcare data set. And basically, you're 13 times more likely to get symptomatic COVID-19 if you've gotten double vaxxed with Pfizer than you are if you've recovered naturally. Yeah, that's what... So so when can we have an honest conversation about natural immunity and start getting people T-detect tests and, and antibody tests rather than COVID tests? That is, like we, a, again, one of the other great questions. It's like, it doesn't seem like... They really want the best way forward to combat COVID. They just want people to get the vaccine. And then the more they push to get the vaccine, no matter what, no matter what, just get the shot, just get the shot. That's what's making people dig in. It's like it's hopefully they're learning something about this. It's just in terms of the social science of it all. If I know you're lying to me, I'm not going to listen to you. No doubt. I mean, hello, but then you take a look at something this insane. We know that 40% of the deer in Michigan have antibodies. So we have done a seroprevalence test for COVID-19 antibodies in deer, and we haven't done one in children under 18. What does that tell you? Okay. I, I honestly, that people are stupid and that they don't have their priorities right and they don't really care and they don't really want to solve this. It's like, you know what COVID is? COVID is, uh, COVID is the same as Afghanistan. It's the same as Afghanistan. You've got this enemy, but do you really, are you really trying to fight the enemy or are you trying to make money off of these, all these side hustles? Oh, I'm a private contractor in Afghanistan. I'm building a road. I'm doing this. I'm making all this money. Same thing with COVID. Oh man, I'm trying to beat COVID, but I sell this, I sell this app that you got to put on your phone and you can't get in there and it's going to track you. And oh my goodness, COVID, we got to find out if the deer have the thing. Oh my gosh, this could be the key to everything. We got to go out into the woods and see if the deer have the antibodies. Like how the hell does that help anybody? How does that help anybody? I'm not opposed to understanding that the virus has animal reservoirs because that means it's never going away. And and that's an important thing to understand in managing the pandemic. However, it would seem to me before we even think about putting these shots into kids between ages 5 and 11, we should have some idea of how many of them are shooting off antibodies. Well, because you don't vaccinate people who have who recovered like we do that with no other disease, none. 
But isn't that like the teachers union just saying, hey, the kids are going to wear masks and the kids are going to be socially distant. And that's just if they don't do it, then we're not going back to work. So it's just like it seems it's like a waste of time to even fight it. I'm sure that's what the teachers union want people to face. I just legitimately, if I still had kids in school, I would quit my job and they would be homeschooled. Like, I can't even deal with these people that can't read. Like, you are operating out of such mass hysteria. I don't trust you to teach my child. It's, uh, <laughs> um, you see these, you see these TikTok videos of these teachers. And I know a couple of them just got fired, but they're like making apology videos or talking about how cool their kinder my kindergarten my eyes are wide open right now my kindergarten class we had a substitute teacher and she was talking about the pronouns and if five-year-old jimmy wanted to be she hers or they them or it was and i just thought it was so cool that we finally had a substitute that got it the them they she was baby and you're like okay that chick got fired Thank God. But they all have like this crazy look to them. And it's just. Well, there's just, there's just to like, think of the, I to think, think of people like that in any kind of position of power is just terrifying. Just absolutely terrifying. Did you see that nutbag at Fort Bliss? Who's like, oh, yeah, if they declare martial law, I could shoot you all if you defy me. She was oh. like a five foot one, 110 pound soaking wet chick. I don't yeah. think you understand what you just said. Yeah, and and just for you guys who are listening, if you haven't seen it, she's she's wearing fatigues. She's in the army. Yeah, she's, she's a legit. She's in uniform. Yeah, and she's talking to the camera. Something that you need to understand: if you do not comply to me and you don't do not follow orders, you become the enemy, and I will. And you're just like, holy crap! Like what you're- little. What little situations is, is rolling around in her little tiny little grape-sized mind? Really She's disturbing. A truck driver on Fort Bliss. <laughs> well, and you're going you're going to say what to me? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just mm. I can't. And then, and then you have a lieutenant colonel who puts out a very respectful bit video that basically says, uh you guys are really screwing this up. This is bad. And he gets relieved of duty, but mouthy little truck driver's just fine. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's going farther than I ever thought it would go. But we always talk about, you know, how, uh, you know, we're, we're in two realities. We're in two realities. And, and I seem, I think the, the one that you and I discuss every week on on this show is the real reality and 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 the progressives and the liberals and the people on the left and it's a small number of people i think are in this like alternate reality and and like real reality will always crash into them you know like they were living in this alternate reality uh about how biden was going to get people out of afghanistan and then the real reality just came crashing down in a matter of days. Oh, you might think it's going to be all hunky-dory, but it's not. And you can't have – the military is supposed to be above politics. The military is supposed to be its 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 own thing. 
And when you have that uh, that general uh, Millie Vanilli talking about, well, we're going to root out the white supremacists and I'm going to find the woke people and the white rage and all this. When that's your priority and not winning wars. OK, then now you've already now you're busting up the armed services into into like little mini camps of there's the enemy within and that ain't healthy for anybody. So now you've got like this crazy little chick talking about you are my enemy. I will shoot you. And she's the one that, yeah, she gets to keep her job. Meanwhile, the other guy who's like, boy, Afghanistan, that's a train wreck. These people are reprehensible. Oh, you're fired, buddy. You got to go. You are relieved of duty. It's just, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Then I had a really, I had a really weird thought. Yeah? I'm sitting there this morning, and I remember Joe Biden standing at a podium during a press conference on assault weapons saying well what do you need those guns for anyway we have we have planes and bombs yeah well those eighth century goat herders didn't till you gave them to them and they still kicked your ass well yeah we're gonna be that's that is coming up on the next segment is is the is the afghanistan of it all and this one it might get a little it might get a little deep it might bleed over a little bit but I cannot. Here's the deal. I've, I've been. I've been trying to maintain like an emotional distance from what happened with the Marines and what's going on in Afghanistan and what I think this all means and what it all could mean. But just. Like if I I would get kicked off, I would get kicked off Twitter, I would get kicked off Facebook, I would get kicked off of YouTube, all the platforms. I'm really trying to uh, just really take a bunch of steps back and just take deep breaths. It is so, ooh, I don't know. Stick around. We're going to take a break. We're going we're gonna to talk about the Afghanistan. Uh, I think disaster is too nice of a word. Debacle is too nice of a word. Uh, it, it's, it's a giant warning, I believe. It's a giant warning. Let's leave it at that. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. To stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. As promised, 
We're going to get in a little bit uh, of Afghanistan. It's also, it's also like, listen, guys, here's what I want. I want you guys to listen to the show and I want you to have a good time. And I want you to hopefully, you know, think about things and maybe learn a little something from Gimlet, not from me. <laughs> I learn things from you, Michael. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, uh, like Windaroo. <laughs> like, don't be embarrassed to buy that sex toy. Hey, here's a geeky uh, freaking sci-fi show you should watch. Hey, here's how they did the effects. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't want to get like like depressed or or maudlin or just like like I don't want to be full of impotent rage. That's a horrible place to be, and and that's that's when I think about Afghanistan, it it. it it always ends up with impotent rage. Like, what can I do? What can I do? And at my bottom line is all I can do is make fun of and mock the people. Like, you see posts on social media, you know, friends of mine who are in the armed forces and, and, and former Marines and all this other stuff, and I cannot imagine. It is, it's horrible, you guys. What happened in Afghanistan is, and I'll say it again, I apologize for being too repetitive. Either they're complete morons, and, and that's bad, or they did it on purpose, and, and that's bad too, probably worse. I do not see, and we're, we're, we're going to take away the, the loss of life now and the suicide bomber and all that stuff. How? In the entire chain of command in the U.S. military, how do they leave that much crap behind? How does that happen? If there's one thing that I know about the military, there are redundancies, and there are redundancies for redundancies. And they try to make it so like, – like an idiot, you know? They try to make things idiot-proof because in the heat of battle, you want to make sure blah, 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 blah. Who made the decision – to leave all that stuff there and who okayed that decision and i can't believe that that heads aren't rolling i did a video like biden's not gonna fire anybody he's not gonna fire anybody he's not gonna none of them none of them none of them have the class or decency to resign and they should and which makes me think it was an on purpose I just think Millie's a political hack and he sticks his finger in the air and goes whichever way the wind blows. And um, every everything I've been reading, because I was curious, like, what the hell? Joe Biden was insistent on the date, the withdrawal date of September 11, which to me is just like, what do you get out of that? Like, what do you get out of that? Like, what? I don't even understand that symbolism. Oh, that's you make, no, weird. you make a speech. You make a speech. That's for that's for that. You do that for a, for the talking point because you go out and you go. It's now September 11th and it's X amount of days since the Twin Towers, blah, blah, blah. And I proudly stand before you saying that we're finally out of there, isn't it? And it's like and then you get the whole you use the bittersweet angle and all that. Yeah, that, that's for a speech. I think I think he stuck to that for the talking point, honestly. Okay, well, then I'm sitting there and I'm listening to Glenn Beck this week. And he put this whole thing together through the Nazarene Fund. 
which he's on the board of, and he raised millions of dollars, and he's working with Chad Robichaux from the Mighty Oaks Foundation. And his CEO, Tim Ballard, runs rescue operations for religious minorities, human traffic, you know, people are being trafficked, literal slaves. Like, they've, they've rescued thousands of people through these organizations in really ugly parts of the world, mm-hmm. okay? He is over there screaming since Thursday. He has planes he can land. He has places to take people. He's negotiating for new transfer companies, and he's being blocked by the State Department. The State Department. So they they arranged to move people to Macedonia, right? Macedonia's like, yes, we'll take X number of people. And he's there saving Afghani Christians, women that we educated and put into the legal system who became judges who have put out sentences against some of the guys who just got out of prison. Yeah. So they're dead if they don't leave. Okay. Yeah. So those are American citizens. He's like, anybody that we can get, we're not leaving with a half empty plane. If you can leave, we'll take you. Right. Free, not charging anyone. So they, they have Macedonia ready to be the second country so they can get them out of the primary process processing facility they're using. And the state department calls the embassy in Macedonia and says, don't take them. Go anyway. And I mean, I'm just like sitting there. I'm go- what? And I, I'm like, you, what is going on? And then I'm watching Twitter this morning and Dan Crenshaw, Laura Logan, who's been in that region. She's lived in Afghanistan as a reporter. Um, Ronnie Jackson in Texas, they're screaming, we are trying to get Americans out and they can't get on the airport. They're not being let in. So when you hear the administration's talking point, about the and this made me sick earlier this week because the narrative changed. Yeah, the Americans who want to leave. What? Yeah. What do you mean want to leave? Like want to play whack a mole with the Taliban to get to the airport? Do you realize the French were dropping people in behind enemy lines to get their own people? The Dutch were doing that. You're saying well, America there's... couldn't? This is this is what you've the, the point that you're illustrating. It, it's it's completely it's ridiculous. I have a plane. I can get people out. I can fly in. And then the State Department's like, well, don't you do it. Go anyway. Go anyway. These people, it, it, it's everything. It's like this. This is the event our founding fathers were telling us about. The federal government is too big. They have lost the plot. They have lost their way. You must wear a mask. You have to comply. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Does it do any good? No, not really. So why should I wear it? Because we told you so. It makes no sense. Don't comply. Don't comply. We can get people out of Afghanistan. No, it's not safe. We'll take care of it. No, no. Look, look at what they've done. How can they give anyone this is. I I think it's it's like a turning point in our country. Legitimately, I did a story I posted at theloftestparty.com about a group of uh, a, a group of vets who they're just doing their own. They're calling up all their freaking private contractor buddies and they're going over. They're just like screw yeah, it. The Pineapple Express. I want them yeah. to make that into a movie. Yeah, and then. And the government's like, don't you dare, and just just go anyway. They're just like screw you. You're, we need more heroes like that. We need more people that follow through. 
and meet the commitments that we made as a country. Like half those guys went over there to get their own translator. Yes, but we need it at every level of society. Do not abide by stupid laws. Do not abide by petty tyrants. You've got career politicians who have zero experience. Joe Biden has been wrong about everything. And when his military just takes a big giant dump on, they just totally crap the bed on this one. How do you still listen to them? Either they're inept or they're treasonous. And and I'm I'm leaning towards. Here's the deal. You you had a, you had a financial gravy train with Afghanistan. You you could just hit that shit like an ATM. Oh my goodness, we're over in Afghanistan and we're doing this important job. We definitely need another uh, you know. $800 million in equipment. We definitely need another $2 billion. Oh, we definitely, we can't get this. We're keeping, and like, well, seriously, people weren't getting killed. It was, it was kind of calm, I guess, for a long time. But just the money kept pouring in. Trillions of dollars. And now all of a sudden, Trump's like, I'm getting us out of there. Ooh. And then Biden is like, yeah, I'm going to leave too. That's a popular political move. And then you accidentally leave all that weaponry behind? No. Nope. My thought is, and I've been thinking about this a long time, that's just the military-industrial complex just, like, making sure that that it still goes bad there. And then they can – they're hoping – it's a little side bet that you hope you can go back. You're literally – arming the people okay now now they'll be able to escalate because now they have blackhawks and they have this so now we're gonna have to invest in this to counteract that and maybe then we'll go back and we'll have the, and it's just they don't want it to end they don't want to solve the problem they are making a fortune off the problem there's no way they're that stupid no way that's an on purpose man boom well i know but like the, i mean just I've never been in the military, so I'm just going with what I would like to refer to as common sense. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, You have a huge air base with all that equipment and things that can fly, and it has two runways. And you were securing it with about 2,500 people and you're flying in 6,000 to manage the evacuation. And it's not at the end of a road with one way in and one way out. I mean, like, strategically, you would have evacuated from Bagram. But somebody told, Millie said in congressional temp testimony oh our job now is to protect the embassy well you moved you, you relocated the embassy staff to the airport why couldn't you have relocated them to bagram yes yes it's 40 miles and it's, it's not like it's not like it's on the other side of the world and it's just it's one of those things where and this is where by pointing out this kind of horrible debacle and decision making and by just being common sense about it this is how i think you convince the there's a there are people that voted for joe biden they were convinced they were told 
nonstop, nonstop for years in the press that, oh, my gosh, Trump is Hitler. Trump is dividing us. Trump is a racist. This is bad. Oh, these foreign leaders don't like him. Oh, it's going bad. You guys, the Ford, oh, blah, 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 blah. And everybody was just like they bought into it. They bought into it. And we tried to tell them. We tried, we tried to tell them, hey, it's they're, they're making mountains out of molehills. Don't overreact. Biden's not going to be good. And so here we are. And so yeah, here we are in in seven months. It's 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 gone to this. And I think there's a bunch of reasonable I think there's a bunch of reasonable Americans out there that voted for Biden. And I don't want to like rub part of me does wants to rub their no, face. I do. I want to rub their nose right in it. But then they'll just dig in more. They'll just dig in more. I want to be like you guys. You were the victim of a con. You know, and, and I think when some when you're when your buddy's playing three card Monty, you tell him, don't play the three card Monty, dude. You're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your money. And then they go, oh, no, no, no. And then they play it anyway. I, and I don't think you're going to help him out by going, you dumb son of a bitch. I don't I think <laughs> I think you look at him and you go, I tried to tell you, dude, I tried. OK, but so you're not hey, going to play you that. Believe again. me now that the media lies to you. Do you believe me right? now? Right. Like I told is, you the media was lying. I told you. We tried and to. Oh, by the way, your children's children are going to be living with the consequences of what just happened in Afghanistan. Because even Barack Obama knew, don't ever us underestimate the ability of Joe to fuck things up. It is he's he's a he's a puppet. He's not in charge. He's getting Really horrible advice. And that's why I want to know who who signed off on leaving all the stuff there. There's got to be a paper trail. There's got to be a paper trail. Yeah, I don't. And I want to know who's giving who's giving Joe the advice. Who who are his advisors? Accountability like nobody's business. Well, they can they can throw somebody to the wolves. They could they could have a patsy. I, I tell you what, no, Nancy Pelosi could pick up the phone right now and they, there'd be a patsy. But is that really it? This is when this is when you need mm-hmm. journalists. This is when we need the news. This is when we need investigative reporting for somebody to go. So who made the decision? Who? And, and we, we can just call them out, call them out until that person has has lost their job. Well, I will I say will this. Hmm. Well, all that they told us that Trump was hated by other world leaders. I don't think he was hated. I think they he bothered them because he held them accountable to their commitments, right? Yes. He would make deals and he expected you to hold up your end of the bargain. What I never saw during the Trump administration was my country being condemned on the floor of the UK parliament that includes statements, if America is t- attacked, our NATO allies will not come to our defense. The UK is our special ally, right? Yeah. They used to rule us. And our president was literally condemned on the floor. And it has been said they will not do a joint military operation with the United States of America as long as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in the White House. That is not a good look. No, it's not. Germany, France, all of them. 
and and it just makes you it, it makes you wonder like when china is going to go in for t- taiwan oh like how long do they wait how long do they wait because they got to make it look reasonable i'm sure they're they got to be having fights in uh behind closed doors in china like as we speak some general just going dude just go just take it do it right now do it right now they're back on their heels what would we do if they did even if we weren't on our heels we just like cuba which was ready to throw out the regime we gave them no support we couldn't even get our tech companies to give them the damn internet yeah so that they could communicate we we didn't do anything when hong kong was going to hell we didn't do anything when people with the iranian protesters when they were ready to overthrow that regime like as far as the american the, the united states credibility in supporting revolutions or movements to increase democracy or overthrow tyrannical regimes in the last five six years we got none none not a bit it's uh it's we've we've evolved our politics and it's taken years and years and years but there is a political class now there's a political class. They're they're full time politicians. They're they're on full time you know think tank people, and they're full time advisors. And they graduated from Harvard, and they have a degree in Yale, and they speak Mandarin, and they have read the blah 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 blah, and they're pencil pushers, and they're brainiac losers, and they're wrong. We've gotten so far away from common sense people in position of powers and that's like that's why trump had to fail that's why trump had to fail they had to get rid of him they had to get rid of him because he was solving he was just an everyday guy blue like a like you know what i'm saying when i say blue collar but just like a regular blue collar dude who was coming in and he was fixing it all fast and just showing us how inept they were and now it's like the grand finale of how inept they are this is why uh, we, we try to stay motivated. This is why we do stuff. Seriously, this is why I'm so jazzed about what we're doing at the America First Warehouse and the stuff that's going on over there. And they just had a huge event recently, and Scott Pressler was in, and they registered a bunch of new voters, and then they did a march in New York and protesting the vaccine mandates and all that stuff. That's what it's about. People, we just got to keep going. It just well, and don't, it's don't abide by uh, petty tyrants and and keep organizing, keep organizing, keep spreading the word. And if it's not on Facebook, then it's to your neighbor across the street or it's to the person at the grocery store or it's to the people you just met at the America First Warehouse and all that good stuff. And that's how we're going to do it because and I, go ahead. I also think it's we got to look at people like J.D. Vance and. Um, Ron DeSantis and uh, there's a guy Blake, somebody in Arizona. They grew up upper to middle upper class America. They walked in the halls where these people think they get their I don't know permission from to be part of the ruling class. They looked at them all and were like, "Yeah, whatever." They walked out. They were successful. 
and we need to get more people like that at the top of the process. Like they're, yeah, they have yeah. common sense. Like they're terrified of Ron DeSantis because he's smart. He's articulate and he takes absolutely no shit from, you anyone. know what? Yeah. DeSantis is doing great. And you you brought up JD Vance. We got to get uh, Ryan Gerdusky back on the show. Gerdusky, he's he's dialed in. He's dialed in, but he's got some issues with J.D. Vance, and I would love to know what's going on there. All right, you guys, here's what's going to happen. We got so much uh, more to talk about, some some Nancy Pelosi stuff, more on Afghanistan, the Rona. We got to talk about, uh, about Charlie Watts. That was a big one. That was a big one. That, that, that that hit home uh, it, anyway there's lots more to talk about we are going to uh take a break we're gonna come back with what's on the web with paul and then oh you gotta join us on patreon if this is a week you were thinking oh you know what i should do i should make a little donation get over on patreon i think you want to do it i think you want to do it all right we will see you over there very very soon Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Time, ladies and gentlemen, for what's on the web with Paul. We love this. It's always packed. It's always jam-packed. There's almost too much good stuff, but we're not going to complain about that. We're not going to complain. We're just going to get right to it. Paul, my man, what is on the web? Michael, I'm doing fine today. Um, first of all, and uh, unlike our military and civilian leaders, I have been paying attention to what's going on in Afghanistan. We'll get yeah. into a little bit of that as we... Uh, as we go through what's on the web, I guess the first one we should start with is the Australian government shoots and kills rescue dog set to be picked up because of lockdown rules. Obviously, that's not related to Afghanistan. That's related to the Wuhan virus. And that's one that you wrote. And so I wanted to see what else you had to say about that. It's just it's crazy. And I don't want to make like everyone's making the uh, comparison to. You know, what's going on in Australia and with the lockdowns and our our lack of humanity. But there was something about there's a kennel full of dogs and 
this this shelter was going to come get him because Australia's got this crazy lockdown. I mean, people are getting arrested. They now they proudly announced they're building camps. And instead of letting the people from the shelter come and get the dogs, the Australian authorities were just like, pop, 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 just killed him, shot him, shot him dead. And you're just like, wow, like that to me is like a a real just a loss of humanity. Like, what are you what are you doing? What are you trying to save people from? How bad do you want to get like if somebody wants to risk getting the Wuhan to come collect an innocent dog to me that was just like that was a a real canary in the coal mine moment because people are always like oh how could they do it how could the nazis do it in germany it didn't happen all at once didn't happen all at once it happened with a bunch of you know i guess we gotta kill these dogs can't let the people come get the rona bang bang it was horrible it disgusted me it really it really pissed me off did you notice that western governments are taking out all their anger on us over the wuhan virus but they have nothing uh, to say or to do against China, which actually created the virus. Dude, you just nailed it. I have been thinking about that so much. They got people screaming at each other for not wearing a mask. They got people trying to destroy other people because they don't, they're questioning the vaccine. They got people going after people because they don't want their kids to do that. It's like, hey, is anybody mad at China? Is anybody mad at the sons of bitches who released this thing? That's a great point, dude. So we'll have to keep a watch out for that as we move on. But let's go on to our next post. I had the chance to talk to Simona Mangiante Papadopoulos about her clothing line, and I may have mispronounced her uh, her, rich, her maiden name, which is Mangiante. Yeah. But uh, for those who don't know, Simona Papadopoulos is married to George Papadopoulos, and George was one of the people that the deep state tried to get as they went after Trump. So yeah. Simona had to go through all that, but she has her own clothing line. Got to do a Q&A with her. It was really fun, very informative. A lot of people have already read that post. Those who haven't should go visit it. Do you have any thoughts on that particular post and what Simona's doing? Well, I, I tell you what, I dig it. Um, I, I, I went through, there's some nice you know photos of her stuff, and she's creating some cool some cool fashion. I'm so I'm all about it. I mean, that's what what I always wanted to do in in the first place is like help help out other creators and stuff. And it really helps that that her her stuff is is freaking awesome. I mean, I I genuinely I genuinely dig it. So more power to her. I like. There's a great there's a great little silver bikini. There's all kinds of. I, I'm all for it. More power to Simona Papadopoulos. Yes, and she had a show at New York Fashion Week in February. She did Miami Swim Week. You're familiar with Miami Swim Week. That was back in June or July. And yeah. She did an appearance at what's called Ant Fest, which was put on American something. It's a, I'd have to look it up, but it's it's an American conservative group. That's going to be in October down in Miami. Again, yeah. people should go to the website to read the post. That way they don't have to listen to me get, try to remember what I, I wrote. It, it's <laughs> all right there, and you're going to learn some exciting things. Like I said, it was fun. She was very friendly, um, was happy to do the interview, so it was nice to meet her. And definitely want people to go there because, as you said, this is what we're trying to do with uh, pushing out other creative people. Don't just sit back and whine about things. We want to do, do stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Back to some serious stuff again. Don't touch my kids. That's my answer. This is one written by Lisa 
And it's about back to the Wuhan virus, where people are now saying, got to mask the kids, got to give them the vaccine. And that was a very popular post because I think it reflects what a lot of people are thinking. Uh, what Lisa said, don't touch my kids. Pretty simple stuff. Didn't know if you had any additional thoughts on that. Well, I just I just support Lisa 110 percent and anyone else that feels that same way. That's it's I'm really surprised that it's gone this this long. I really am. But when like like Lisa's not some kind of hothead, she's just a you know, she's just a she's a cool chick. She's an art, you know, geek, blah, 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 blah. And when she is like digging in her heels like, hey, don't touch my kids, hopefully Hopefully that's representative of millions of more people that don't have a site they can post on and, and be heard because it I mean, people on Facebook were really digging that post a bunch, too. And it's just like enough is enough, man. It's just it's it's beyond ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. And always be you see the pictures of the kids in the hallway of the school doing the the zombie walk. So their hands are out and they're wearing the mask. And it's like. It's torture at this point. It's torture for these kids. So, yeah, hands off. Hands off. Keep keep your freaking masks away and your vaccine away and keep your freaking critical race theory away. All of that crap. Yep. So people need to read that. You can see exactly what she says there. And like you said, she's not usually one to go. Uh, she's definitely not a hothead. So when, yeah. when it's getting to the point where she's having to say enough is enough. Uh, that's in some ways it's a good sign. Hopefully other people, well, we know other people are sharing her thoughts as well. Moving on, Gordon, if you ever go to the people who read the website regularly, know that Gordon usually writes humorous posts. Uh, always have a, a little bit of a, uh, a spin to it, a little bit of humor, a little bit of sarcasm to him. So he wrote The Art of Withdrawal, which is a takeoff of Sun Tzu's The Art of War. This, of course, covers what's going on in Afghanistan. And as I said at the start of the segment, you know, I'm paying attention to what's going on in Afghanistan, but apparently our civilian and military leaders are not because that's a total disaster. Didn't know if you had any additional thoughts on that. This, I, I really, I don't know who started this meme. I don't know who started this meme, but it's so funny, you guys. This shit is so funny because it's like the, it's like the classically presented, it's a black background, and then you just have the silhouette of the, the, the statue of Sun Tzu, you know, and, and then usually the, the quotes are, you know, uh, when, when your enemy expects you to break flow like water or hit where you're not expected or when your enemy is sleeping, then you attack. It's just these fake quotes are so. <laughs> here's, here's a great one. If your enemy doesn't have helicopters or drones, give them to him. Sun Tzu. <laughs> The art of war. <laughs> Always abandon your most strategic air base in the middle of an in the middle of the night, just before a mass evacuation. Yep. They, it just go and oh here's a, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. This one. <laughs> it's just uh, it's Sun Tzu and he's standing there and the quote is Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Oh, it's too great. Is that that I love that post. That's yep. it's just so funny. I love these memes. Yes. So people can go read that at the website. You can see the whole thing, and it's a little bit of humor because can't do we can't do anything about what's happening. So uh, we put up something that hopefully people can get you know 
laugh at a terrible situation. Obviously, it's terrible, but it's not making fun of the situation. It's making fun of our idiot leaders is what it's making Yes, fun. yes, who need to be mocked relentlessly. Yep. Relentlessly. Yep. So that's what it really is. So moving on. Spider-Man, No Way Home trailer. That popped this week and actually popped after somebody supposedly leaked the trailer. Now, I have to ask for your thoughts as a, as a Hollywood insider. Do you, now, do studios, who's doing the leaking? Is it sometime an, is it an actual leak or are studios now at the point where they're leaking, quote unquote, to try to gain more interest from people? What, what do you think about that? I don't think you have to do that for Spider-Man. This 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 version of Spider-Man is just doing so well at the box office. You you don't you don't need the leak on that unless they overreacted from all the you know the bad reactions to Black Widow and and I don't think uh, the Ten Rings of blah 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 is is testing well. I don't think they did it though. I didn't look at the leaked trailer. I didn't watch it. I I, I purposefully uh, stayed away. And I don't know if that's if that wasn't somebody just with a cell phone up. You know, somebody who was in a focus group who just, who knows, who knows. But uh, I was happy to get the trailer. And uh, I, have, I have mixed feelings about it. It's too funny. It's too, people forget just how beloved the Sam Raimi Spider-Man was. And just how great the casting was for Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Because, I first of all, when you look at the trailer, you, you get the little tingles when you see like, oh, there's the Green Goblin's, you know, little explosive rolling up. And you can you can hear somebody laugh and it kind of sounds like Willem Dafoe. And you're like, oh, snap, because we're talking about the multiverse here. Uh, but when Alfred Molina showed up as Doc Ock, dude, I'm all in. I'm all in. I can look past some pretty glaring uh plot holes in this just off the trailer there's there's in the trailer there's maybe one of the dumbest things i've ever seen it's like right out of a gilligan's island it's so stupid but uh it's it looks like it's just gonna be so much fun man tom holland is so great the cast of this is so great i can't wait to see doc ock i can't wait this uh, i i want it all i want it and this is the great thing it's the upside and the downside because they're ripping open the multiverse. So you're going to have, dude, I, I bet you're going to get Tobey Maguire in this thing. I, I almost guarantee you're going to see Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man uh, coming through some multiverse Doc Strange hole. It, it, it's just, it'll just be so cool. It'll just be so cool. It's just, here's the part that, that drove me crazy. So Spider-Man goes to Doctor Strange and he goes, I want everybody to forget I was Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange is like spinning his arms and doing the spell. And he's like, okay, everyone's going to forget you're Spider-Man. And it's like, come on, you guys. We've all seen Aladdin. We've all seen these be careful what you wish for. And like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange as the grown-up in the room isn't smart enough to go now, hey, if everybody forgets, that'll mean I forget too. That'll mean your mom will, you know, it's, a, it's just, to me, that was real. That was, that was, that was cheesy. That's like that's like Gilligan going to the professor. So everyone's gonna forget. I'm yes, Gilligan. Everyone will forget. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <clears throat> but right. it looks great. It it looks like it's gonna be so much fun. Well, so sure much we'll fun. See, we'll we'll see some more scenes from that, and probably another trailer before the actual movie comes out. Yeah. 
So let's go on. Uh, I know you like Star Wars, and I know you like Lego. So we had a post up called Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Sega Trailer, which is for a video game. And you were you had a good and bad news thoughts on that, and just wanted to hear again what you think about that. Well, I just want to say this to all the all the people who casually enjoy video games. I'm not talking like hardcore gamers. I'm talking about the casual gamer. If you're not playing these Lego games, you are missing it. You are missing it. They're so much fun. And the gameplay, in terms of the amount of gameplay you get for your dollar, it's hard to get. These games are deep. There's tons of stuff to do. And it's it's fun to play with your kids. It's goofy. It's not hardcore. It's just, it's, it's a good freaking relaxing jaunt and i tell you what they just keep getting better and better legos had some misses they've had some uh they tried to do some stuff in the marvel uh universe that just they, they weren't great but usually with lego star wars they deliver now this game has the bad news is it's delayed it's delayed again it, it, we were expecting it this year and now they're saying oh it's going to be spring of 2022 which I'm going to call BS on that. It won't be spring of 2022. I guarantee it's going to be October or November. And then that way it'll be, you know, the big Christmas gift. But dude, it looks like from the trailer, you're, you're doing adventures from all of the movies, even the crappy ones that, that just came out. But you can go to all the different planets. You can play as any character. You can, and that's the other fun thing, man. You, you can create your own character. <laughs> it's... It's fun, uh, and just like the kid in me just cannot wait, just cannot wait. I just want to fly around, break some bricks, build some stuff, destroy the Death Star, kill Ray. <laughs> All of go. it. Yeah, hey, I can't wait. I think they're waiting to release it for when Dr. Fauci says it's okay to stop lockdowns and masks. Yeah, yeah. When Dr. Fauci tells us it's okay to release Star Wars Lego... Then, then we'll do it. Just an absolutely a tragedy. So, how many? How much time do we have left? One or Let's two. Do, we got. We got. We can do a couple more. We got like we got a few minutes. All right. Which one should we do? Uh, well, we had a daily dose of internet. We put up on a regular, pretty much regular basis. This one is about started off with a gorilla that doesn't like a photographer at all, and this is about. It's a lesson about nature for boys and girls. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Well. Listen, I, I, I love the Daily Dose of Internet. The, the the kid that puts those things together, I just like his eclectic taste. It'll always, it always starts with one thing and goes to another and another. He's just just like I, I, I just dig the, the clips that he picks. But this man, this uh, gorilla doesn't like photographer. It's like it's in Africa somewhere. And this, you know, middle aged white lady is out with a tour group and there's army guys there and there's a. There's a troop of freaking silverback gorillas. And this lady's got her camera out, and the gorilla just decides, no, not today, bitch. You will not be taken. And he just meanders over to her. Not meanders. He has a little bit more purpose in his stride. Just goes over and just casually just knocks her over. Just so completely over. And you're like, you're sitting there watching the clip and like, man, if he if he decides to go off, nobody's going to stop him. Nobody. He's going to go King Kong on that. And it's just it's just a great reminder that it, it's a miracle 
that these wild animals just don't go wild and just end people's lives all the time. Years ago, I was doing stand-up in South Africa, and one of the comics, we were at this car park, like this thing. You, you go through, and there's lions, and you, you drive through, and they tell you to keep your windows up and don't get out of your car, and they mean it. And this guy I was with, uh, this comedian, opens up the car door, and he's going to stand up and get a picture of a lion. And immediately, this voice comes over the loudspeaker. Get back in your car. Get back in your auto. Get back in your car. And he's like, whoa. So he gets back in the car real quick. And he's like, man, they overreacted. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Uh, there's lions out there. Those are wild animals. Two months later, I'm back in the U.S. And there's an article in the newspaper. Some lady at that very same car park thing got out of her car to take a picture of a lion and i tell you what you have no idea how good their camouflage is you have no idea till you're in the wild and man this lion just ended her life just kabang game set and match so yeah the gorilla knocking the lady over <laughs> she should never go on one of those adventures again ever again she yeah, she got away with one there I'm with you. I don't get why people don't understand that, particularly after. OK, so you don't understand wild animals to start, which is as an adult, I don't get. Then that before they start, they tell you, don't get out of your car. And you decide, you know what? I'm going to get out of my car. I don't get that at all. That really doesn't make any sense to me. But that's just yeah. me. What do I know? That's just me. What do I know? OK, okay. I'm going to uh, I'm going to wrap it up here just because this one I thought was just so funny. This is a true story. There was a woman, I want to say in South America, maybe Brazil, she wanted a divorce from her husband. Her husband kept saying no. It was driving her crazy. She didn't like the guy, wanted a divorce. He keeps telling her no. So she decides that she's going to be sweet to him and say, baby, why don't you why don't you give me the oral pleasure tonight? And he's like, really? She's like, yeah, you can. You can you can perform your oral magic on me. So they go to do the deed. He gets close to her crotch and he smells something so strange that he becomes concerned. And she's like, no, baby, it's fine. It's fine. Keep going. And he's like, no, something is wrong. Something is terribly wrong. He's so concerned for her. He calls an ambulance. The ambulance arrives. They take her to the hospital. She had put some kind of poison all over her genitals. She was trying to kill him. She wanted him to go down there and eat poison. Now, the brainiac that she is, she didn't remember that a vagina is also a porous membrane. So she had effectively poisoned herself. And because he called the ambulance he saved her life isn't that a nice little story it's it's a story that was i forget where it was daily star or something like that just uh one of those weird stories about i love uh, them i mean she almost she almost got a darwin award is what she almost got uh, <laughs> right I guess he saved her from getting one and so uh you know i don't <laughs> What 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 happens you know what what happens at the end of that story though I, I mean who's who's demanding the divorce at this point? Oh, I I think it, I think he's got to give her the divorce now. She, that, that's like she she wants you dead, dude. She wants you dead. If she went if she did that, she no long she really wants you 
off the planet. So, yeah, he's got he's got to let her go. Okay, that is all the time. There's so much more, you guys. You got to go check out uh, Banana Moon Swimwear. You got to uh, check out the Eric Clapton video. He's got a great protest song. We got the trailer for The King's Man. We got a great clip of ACDC and the Rolling Stones playing together. We got Metroid. We got Charlie Watts stuff. It, there's always so much great stuff. We love you. We will um, wrap this up, but you can join the Gimlet and myself over on Patreon. Oh, you're invited. We'll see you over there. Take care, everybody. <laughs>